We're racing towards that finish line, aka Paris. I'm Peter A. Deluca. Thank you for joining me. Another known as the pop culture pope, the sketchbook king, the eclectic one. Welcome to my podcast where we we're just doing movies and we're doing car racing movies because we're on the road to 300. And today we're talking, you and me, we're talking Days of Thunder. Now, you're probably sick of Tom Cruise movies. You're probably sick of uh, his adulation, like all these things. Tom Cruise has such a bad rap. We know it's linked to the uh, the religion stuff, but this movie's underrated. I have to tell you. Let me explain it to you. Let's hit that intro and get to it. Yeah, it pains me that uh, you know when you bring up Tom Cruise, it pains me. That you kind of have to go into uh, ex- like excusion mode. You, you you have to start excusing why you like Tom Cruise and explaining it. And it doesn't matter uh, what you say. People will say he's weird. He's a Scientologist, and they go on and on. And this is the only lens that they see a human uh, a, a, a human being through. And it's a little bit weird. It's and I would say it's a little bit hurtful. Look, it it hurts me. Tom Cruise doesn't care, but it hurts me sometimes when I see people kind of go down uh, a petty uh, path, you know, because it exposes them and it doesn't make them look good. And sometimes it's it's a window into other things. Now you don't have to get that deep into it. You you don't, but. I never understood the idea of not liking something off of something trivial. Meaning, are you there to see a good movie? Are you there to be entertained? Are you there to be educated? Because I said this before. I say say this so much. The best movies are education experiences. If someone's uh, religion... uh, scares you away where you don't want to embrace that or discover that then in all i would say you are uh closed-minded and you lose out to probably other things in life okay whenever tom cruise comes up this is what we have to tread we have to tread over this time and time again and it's boring and it's tired and it's not me so with that said we're done talking about that part of tom cruise Moving on, let me sell you something. Indiegogo, trial by fire. I am racing towards the launch of this book. Just today, I mapped out all 45 pages. I'm trying to get another four pages into this book. Uh, we're, we're stretching closer to 48 pages. Think about that. Now, I'm doing all the work for trial by fire. Design, penciling, inking, lettering, even coloring. It's all done by me. Uh, I want this to be uh, me. Okay? Not perfect, but I want all of this to be me. The entire project. So that's available right now for signups. I'm adding an additional trading card. Now you can get two trading cards and two stickers when you sign up and purchase. You get a early perk and early free merch. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, and let's get into this. So... Anyone that's seen Top Gun, you kind of go right to Days of Thunder. Because Days Days of Thunder, 
the budget, like $55, $60 million. Top Gun, $15, $20 million. The studio just gave everyone who made Top Gun a big payday because, you know, Top Gun was Top Gun even during its, its time. And the idea that Top Gun was going to be on a racetrack, let's spend that money, let's make it Top Gun again, <laughs> let's make it rain 2.0, and let's just swing for the fences. And that's exactly what this movie does. The access that you can just see in the opening credits of this movie. Okay, Hans, Hans Zimmer, one of the best scores of his career, one of the best scores of all time, one of the best um, themes is the Days of Thunder theme. Jeff Beck coming in on guitar with that theme. You can just tell from the opening credits how much access these people had. Now, the opening credits are very close to Grand Prix. But we're inside of NASCAR, and no movie, even even what our next two movies, Driven and Rush, okay? We, we don't feel like we're involved with what's happening on the track, off the track, and within the season. We just don't. This is because they've had the level of access into NASCAR that the same crew has had access for Top Gun. Still to this day, this is the greatest shot car racing movie ever. What you see on the track and the editing, okay, and you can, you, you Tom Cruise, you don't get a lot of expression out of him because he's, he's goggles, he's got the helmet, he's inside of a little bit like of a cage, very boxed in, like just frame-wise. But we have a lot of emotion, we have a lot of discovery, and we and we have a lot of back and forth. So why do people hate this movie? They hate this movie because it's a it's not as good as Top Gun. It's a Top Gun, it's viewed as a Top Gun ripoff. And it stars Tom Cruise, and no one can give Tom Cruise any credit. This movie is written by Robert Town who is a Tom Cruise writer. He wrote Mission Impossible 1 and 2. He wrote this movie. He wrote The Firm. He's an all-around super creative guy. Uh, when I say Tom Cruise builds projects better than anyone in Hollywood history, actor-wise, and I would say even, even producer-wise, I would say Tom Cruise, uh, pound for pound, even beats Steven Spielberg. Uh, but it's hard to... Even though they made movies together, it's hard to dismiss the 80s Spielberg. It, it really is. But um, Spielberg faded and just went on a couple decades of making, jeez, uh, you know, boring, boring, meaningless movies. Movies that no one really cares about. I hate to say it, but it's true. So this movie, to me, always was interrupted, broken, fractured in the middle. Uh, leading into this recording, I said that, and then yesterday, I just put it on because it's. I think it's available on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, oh, and they had like a new thumbnail for it, and I just love new thumbnail designs. <laughs> they get me clicking. So 
I put this movie on, and some of this might be because I know the movie so well, but but when he hits like the love story with Nicole Kidman, um, I, I don't want to say it feels like natural. It does feel like it's, um, uh, you know, like uh, pasted. I think that's the right word. It's pasted into this movie. But the background for that, okay, is we do have racing. And we have Tom Cruise's character, Cole Trickle, who's actually based on someone real. There's a lot of real references and riffs on this movie, in this movie, and I don't know him well enough. Uh, I really feel like that's a, a deeper analysis uh, for, for another time. So Tom Cruise falls in love with, in, in this movie. And he's somewhat of a broken character when we are introduced to him. He's, uh, you know, recently fired. He's a part of a team that doesn't have a chance. Uh, and then we l- later learn that he doesn't know the terminology. But once he, like, he uh, bends at the knee and accepts Robert Duvall as his partner, as his crew chief, they start winning races. Randy Quaid. The shitter is full. That's our boy. He's your, uh, you know, owner. Probably the best owner in all of these movies, too. And then we have, like, this pit crew. See Thomas Rowley's in this pit crew. You know, stepbrother, shout out. And we learn about Tom Cruise's, like, how he lost his ticket. Uh, see Thomas Rowley's father was someone that was killed. Uh, and that's referenced in the beginning of this movie. So, we don't really lose the racing when Tom Cruise falls in love with Nicole Kidman. I I always pictured it, you know, like I wanted to believe. I wanted to believe that the middle of this movie was blank. And this movie was almost like a good bookend with racing. But it's not. Tom Cruise suffers a crash with Rowdy Burns. (laughs) Played by Michael Rooker. Shout out to uh, Yandu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Rowdy Burns is probably one of your... Rowdy Burns and Cole Trickle and Russ Wheeler. These are the names of your like, focused drivers. These are the best movie names in history. So, Tom Cruise you know, and, and uh, Michael Rooker, they get into an accident and they become rivals slash friends. Like, you know, like the robbery goes deeper, but their friendship grows. Tom Cruise loses his ticket eventually to Ross Wheeler, who's played by the Princess Bride guy. I can never pronounce his name. The guy from The Crush. Robin Hood, Men in Tights, that dude. And... You know, we have this, like, competition within the team when Tom Cruise and Cole Trickle and Ross Wheeler are on the same team, and then they separate, and then they're really competing. But during this, Ross Wheeler is the the new... He's, like, the true hot rookie. He wins out of the gate. He's not what Tom Cruise was expected to be. He really is, like, a rookie sensation. And I I always thought that there was more to Ross Wheeler. I like extended cutscenes, something. Uh, I would really like to go through what the script was for for this movie. I have a feeling there was a thread of 
Ross Wheeler deeper in the the second act with like the the guts in the middle of this movie where Ross Wheeler's success was paralleled with Tom Cruise learning uh, to drive again, regaining his confidence while falling in love, while watching his team fall apart and lose his sponsorship. You know, like the, <laughs> the second act is packed, which is probably why it it blows over people's heads. I think um, this is very similar effect that happens with Face Face and Furious, Mission Mission Impossible, and the Transformer movies, where there's just so much in these movies, it's impossible to mentally and you know Batman versus Superman, BVS, right? I would say even Rise of Skywalker, where you really have to memorize and watch the movie multiple times, okay? Uh, because it's it's big, dynamic, and complex. Now, that doesn't make it good or better. I'm just defining what it is, okay, and, and how it's structured. So, Tom Cruise accepts the position of Rowdy Burns when Rowdy Burns basically is out of the game because he's he's become a punch drunk. He's, he's like a head case. He's Lawrence Taylor in any given Sunday. And then we build into the, the uh, Daytona 500. So the point of this movie is to win Daytona 500. We say that in the beginning. We say that within the introduction of Tom Cruise's character, also one of the greatest introductions of all time. Uh, he rolls up on a motorcycle. Unbelievable. So we get into a Daytona 500 victory. Now, what confuses people about this movie is they kind of want this punch at the end, similar, similar to Top Gun. The punch at the end is the Daytona 500 victory. It's not the victory of the season. This is a race. This is Tom Cruise fulfilling a promise. A promise to a team he's no longer a part of. He made the promise to the owner and the, the pit crew chief, uh, Robert Duvall. Okay? Amazing. He... Made the promise, and he will. He's completing the task, and he's had the worst rookie season. Like you get one of the most horrific crashes. Takes out him. Takes out a legend. A rookie, another upstart, steals his spot. Gets more attention, more wins, more spotlight. He loses his sponsorship. Signs with his enemies team, and it's just thrown into the fire. That's the point of this movie. This movie, uh, Tom Cruise is portrayed uh, uh, too cool and he's too opulent. But then again, we're watching the movie. We're watching the fantasy. But he's he's too cool for school and we don't really buy into his struggle because Tom Cruise is so beautiful. He's so beautiful looking in this movie. There, there There's a couple scenes where he is, uh, you know, he's got his jumpsuit on. And, you know, he has it, like, folded down, and he's just wearing, like, a T-shirt. And it's just, you know, basically Tom Cruise in the T-shirt scene. And he, he's looking jacked, and he's looking good. He really is. It's hard to think that guy's not going to win. Now, could they have beat him up more? No, I don't think so. Because off of Top Gun, 
we needed Maverick. We needed a character that we would instantly like. Now, but Maverick has an edge, and and you kind of you you're you're not always on Maverick's side. Uh, even in the first viewing when it comes to Top Gun, because he is reckless. You know, uh, he kills Goose, basically. You know, like, he kills his best friend. Uh, but he's wild. He's reckless. Could there have been more Maverick in Cold Trickle? I, I do believe so. Now, go watch this movie and, and watch it. Watch it until you like it. But this movie runs deep with me. I remember going back to high school. My friend and I, uh, Rob, shout out to Rob. Uh, Rob's doing well. Uh, he's one of my high school friends that, uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen in a long time. But I'm talking years, probably over 10 years. But we talk. We talk a lot. <laughs> we talk a lot for two people who haven't seen each other. We do stay in touch. And... We used to watch this movie. He was so into his sound system. He was, uh, all of his money went into receivers, speakers, THX uh, receivers. He got a THX receiver uh, from Circuit City that he paid for with his paycheck one, like, one day. And it just blew my mind. I got so jealous. But I was never really a part of that. I just wanted to buy more and more movies. I wanted the content. I had a very similar discussion with uh, Mark, uh, one of the Marks from this podcast, where, uh, you know, he was like kind of like rebuying something at, at this comic shop. And I said, you already have it. Who cares? Uh, the content should mean more. The, this is, is, is a stem, is a branch that still resonates within my life. So I was just into the movies, and he was into like the – you know, the, the flash part, bigger screens, bigger TVs, better sound. But Days of Thunder was a movie that him and I watched a lot. And it deeply connects me to my high school years every time I watch this movie. And rediscovering Days of Thunder into adulthood where I get to see the characters through a different lens. And see this movie for more what they wanted it to be more of what its potential is uh, opens up how good this movie uh, it revealed it to me how good this movie actually is for a while this was the car racing movie now comparing this to Grand Prix it's tough okay because Grand Prix is still there comparing this to Le Mans uh, it's tough because Le Mans is so, it near again it's a near silent movie, but but we're approaching uh, an era now where our next two movies. This is a three movie block. It's Days of Thunder, Driven, starring Sylvester Stallone, and Rush with uh, Thor <laughs> and Baron Zemo is in that movie. Ron Howard movie, by the way. We're in the modern era. Of Hollywood's best trying to top Days of Thunder. Okay, so we're going to get into that. And our next movie is equally forgotten, underrated, bashed, hated, uh, period. And it has no one's religion is connected to it. People just like to dislike Driven. Uh, 
I'll have to see about that. Everyone, thank you so much for joining me. We're we're racing. We're hitting it. Episode 297 coming up. Road to 300. It's going to be driven, starring Sly Stallone, my boy. Rock and roll. I love you. Go out there. Start something. Be creative. That's your marching orders. Rock and roll. Let's do this.